What's up and welcome to the Espresso with Aaron and Sarit podcast. This is the show where you go for the tips, tools, and the life hackeries to lose weight, gain confidence, and create a life that you are excited to wake up for. Get ready for some tough love conversations that will change your perspective from destructive to productive. We are your hosts, Aaron and Sarit. And we're on a mission to transform the lives of millions through the same movement, nutrition, and lifestyle habits that have transformed ours. Hey, what's up? This is Aaron. I'm coming at you with a solo episode. And today I want to teach you the components of change, how to change anything in your life and what things are necessary in order to make that happen. Sarit and I have enjoyed doing some solo episodes because it gives you a, a shorter bite size uh, piece of content to consume that is helpful or encouraging or inspiring or uh, gives you a different perspective or makes you laugh, uh, something like that. And so today I'm, I'm doing a solo and what I want to talk to you about is uh, the components of change to help you evolve in your life in a way that is exciting for you in a way that uh, matters to you because uh, it, even if we wanted to avoid it, we, we cannot avoid evolution, but we're either evolving um, better or we're evolving worse. And to evolve better requires intentionality and requires your um, uh, effort and I'm going to talk to you about the components of what you need to evolve in a way that is uh, positive for you. Uh, but to evolve worse happens by default when we don't pay attention to our lives, when we don't um, really care about, I think everybody cares about bettering themselves, but when we don't really make an effort to do that, we evolve worse by default based on what is going on around us and we, we become a victim. And so, um, I want to talk to you about an acronym that I made for change, uh, because to change, you got to change. And you know, you, if you've heard the phrase you versus you, I think that, that phrase is understood because it's like, I want to be a better version of myself and I'm not trying to compete against my neighbor or my best friend or somebody else who's not living in my life, but I'm trying to wake up and I'm trying to do what I need to do today to become a better version of me. And sometimes it's you versus you because it's a, a, a battle in your mind that you, um, you know, it's kind of like the devil on one shoulder and the angel on the other shoulder, but they're both you. Um, you know, for example, when you don't feel like doing your workout, but you know, you need to, you're like, there's a, it's you versus you. There's a battle in your mind where you're like, ugh. but this, but that, and the excuses come in. But then this other side of you, that's like, ma'am, I really want to look sexy naked. And so like, I gotta do the thing. Um, so anyways, I want to talk to you about uh, an acronym that I made. And I love this because uh, acronyms help us to remember things. And so um, change, C-H-A-N-G-E, that is a word that I can spell <laughs> good thing because we're talking about it. Uh, actually, I practice it 99 times um, so that I would spell it right just for this episode. So um, change, let's get into it. I also have all the definitions up here on my computer so that we can just kind of dissect what this means. But the C in change stands for courage. It takes courage to change. Why? Because you're going against the grain typically. Naturally, I think we just want to like 
lounge around and society has made it easier easier for us to do that with you know instant gratification like apps and you know food can get delivered to your door which these are all amazing convenient things and can be used to your benefit but you know we also use them to our laziness so courage it takes to change now courage the definition is the ability to do something that frightens one you may have heard um the uh, like uh, courage is not the absence of fear but acting regardless of the fear and uh the other definition underneath that says strength in the face of pain or grief and so to change to evolve to better yourself let's take some examples of courage uh and i'll just say in my in my own story this might not be a shorter episode, <laughs> but that's okay. I hope you enjoy it. <clears throat> In my own journey, encouragement, you know, when you start working out and you, you know, you commit yourself to going to the gym, to making food for yourself so you're prepared for the week, aka meal prep. I just don't like to call it that because it's like scares people. It's like, let me just be prepared for myself because I need to eat. So let me be prepared and do it all at once rather than taking more time to do it individually. So anyways, uh, meal prep could be literally your, I'm making dinner. That's meal prep. Okay. So anyways, it's just bulk, bulk prepping. Um, when you're dedicating your time to these things, you know, and you're spending extra time doing them that you weren't spending before the people in your life, Usually somebody has something to say about it and it takes courage. It takes courage to keep going. It takes courage when, when somebody says like, gosh, you're just, you're obsessed with this thing and you do all this stuff and you spend all these time doing these things and you don't care about me and no, no, no. Or like you go to a restaurant to eat with your friends and they're like, oh, you're not going to have dessert. Ooh, you're doing the, another thing. Like it takes courage to stand up for yourself. It takes courage to say, hey, look, like I'm doing me and that's okay. Because when other people want to put thoughts in your head, it, it's easy for us to tend to think like, oh, now this person thinks less of me or this person disagrees with me. And we have to have courage to stand up for ourselves. So that's the first letter in, in change is courage. The H the H's habits and your life is run by your habits. That's it. Every, like what you have in your life right now is a result of your habits. Habit, the definition. <laughs> Let me find a Hold on a second. A settled or regular tendency or practice, especially one that is hard to give up. All right. So now bad habits are super easy to develop. Good habits are harder to develop. Well, I was just talking about courage and how like our natural tendency is to not be uncomfortable. And all habits, good or bad, are hard to break. That's how you know it's a habit. So if you say, oh, I'm in the habit of working out, but like it's easy for you to be like, nah, I'm not going to work out today because I don't feel like it. That's not a habit yet. I'll tell you, it is a habit for me to work out. I just had breast surgery a week and a half, 
ago, a week and a half ago, and I cannot sit still. Like they told me, don't lift over five pounds for two weeks. Don't tell them that I have. I'm like, how? Like I lift up a gallon of water. What I can't even like pour from a gallon jug of water into my cup. Like I can't. that makes me literally like useless. How can I do? Anyways, that's beside the point. Uh, but I can't sit still. I'm so used to moving my body that I have to do something. And before I had my surgery, I asked them, can I go on walks and da, 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 like thinking I was going to be okay with that. Yeah, at least if I keep in the habit of going for walks, whatever. But I literally like I have, yesterday I did the bike and, I, ah, and then I felt something and I was like, oh, Sarita, I think I overdid it. I can't sit still. It is a habit for me to move. It is a habit for me to challenge my muscles. Even though I don't like it all the time, it has become a habit. It's hard for me to not. It's hard for me to break it. It's easy for us to think of like, oh, what are my good habits? Or what are my bad habits? Obviously, right? Like, oh, I'm, 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 addict I'm addicted to sugar. Uh, or I'm like, I always eat some kind of chocolate or something between dinner and bedtime. Or like every time I watch TV, I eat or like whatever the thing is. Um, think about all the habits we have. Like when you get in your car, you don't. From when you get in your car to when you get out of your car at work, you do not even think about anything that you just did. You do it all the time. What do you do when you first get in the car? Like, I, let me think about what I do real quick. I get in the car. Boom, I put the key in. Boom, I turn the car on. I put on my seatbelt. Hold on. Let me go through this. Okay. If you're watching this on YouTube, it's probably more entertaining. <laughs> if you're on podcast, just imagine. Okay. Get in the car. Boom. Close the door. Key in the ignition. Turn the car on. Seatbelt. Boom. Ah, and then I press the button for the garage. Boom. And then I put it in drive. I make sure I look in the rear view mirror and I make sure the garage is actually closing and the dogs are not escaping. And then drive off. And when you know your route, you don't even think about it. You could be like, talking on the phone, like eating your, your breakfast burrito, um, putting on your makeup at the stoplight, sh shaving your leg on the, on the dashboard, like, and, and you make it to work. You don't have to pay attention to the, the left turn, the right turn, you know, you know how to get there. It's a habit. Um, and so, you know, everything that, is our life right now is a result of the habits that we have. And a habit is something that you do, it, a habit, habitual. You habitually do it without even thinking about it. So when you wake up in the morning, what's the first thing you do? Alexa, shut the fuck up. <laughs> uh, I said that quiet so like all your little machines wouldn't go off. Um, but where you end up if you're habitually late it's because the things, the way you consider time or the, the things that you do and you think like, oh, I have enough time to do all this stuff and it's not the accurate portrayal of time, you will always be late until you change the way that you think about how long it's going to take you to do something or get somewhere, right? Um, if you're overweight and you're struggling with that right now, you have a habit of, you have, you have some habits that need to be 
broken and some other habits that would need to be developed in order for you to go the opposite direction, right? So if you're on your way home from work and you have a habit of stopping through the McDonald's or the Taco Bell or the KFC or the uh, uh, Carl's Jr. or the wherever, Wendy's, I don't know, does Wendy's still exist? Always dip them fries in the frosty, <laughs> duh. Uh, but anyways, um, you know, you, you have a habit of going through the drive through, picking up some food. It's a habit. So, which means that it's going to make like be, be difficult to break. Um, now the next part of change is the A. So C courage, H habits, A is your attitude. There's an attitude that's going to be helpful to you. And there's an attitude that's going to be harmful to you. I'll give you two guesses on which one is which, but you're only going to need one. So let's talk about that one, which is a positive attitude. Um, Attitude. Actually, what is the definition? We have it here. The definition, a settled way of thinking or feeling about someone or something, typically one that is reflected in a person's behavior. The position or the position of the body proper to the implying action or mental state. Okay, so let's talk about this. How do you feel? Like what, what are the other things that you feel when you're feeling positive? And what are the other things that you're feeling when you're being negative? It's like night and day. How can you get anywhere with a negative attitude? How can you get anyone's help or support with a negative attitude? How can you believe in yourself with a negative attitude? How can you have courage and build habits with a negative attitude? It is like, it's the devil. And, and, uh, there's a book by Napoleon Hill. Um, the manuscript is by Napoleon Hill. Sharon Lecter, uh, published the manuscript as the book that is called Outwitting the Devil. And it's essentially, um, a quote unquote interview with the devil. And when I read that book, all I can think about is, wow, this life is a war between me and negativity. There's negativity everywhere and you do not have to look for it and you do not have to make an effort to adopt it. It just happens. Positivity, on the other hand, requires intentionality. Just like evolving for the better. It requires intentionality. If you think about it, each of these things, to have courage what requires intentionality. You have to be mindful. You have to literally think about being courageous. You have to think about the moments where you're going to have to have courage, usually when you're in that moment. Am I going to have the courage right now to stand up for myself and say, no, I'm not going to have dessert because I, I've got these goals that I'm working on and you know that's just a me thing, so whatever. Am I going to have courage Uh or am, am I going to, um, am I going to be intentional and mindful about creating, like diligently creating the habits that I need to get myself into a better shape and to feel better about myself? Uh, it takes intentionality to be positive. And when you're positive, I'll tell you, man, like people, people will rally for you. People want to help you. Uh, they want to teach you. They want to guide you. They want to mentor you. They want to show you the way. Um, you know, Sarit and I 
do everything that we do because for one, we struggled with our weight. We struggled with um, yo-yo dieting. We struggled with disordered eating patterns and an obsessive, um, terrible relationship with food, um, you know, not believing in ourselves, hating our bodies. We, we struggled with that. And when somebody is grateful, like when somebody has a positive attitude and they come to us, like we want to help them. When you're positive, people want to be around you. When you're negative, you just push people away and then you feel lonely and you feel, then you're even more mad and even more negative because you feel lonely and you feel like nobody likes you. But if nobody likes you, it's probably because it would be a good idea for you to see what kind of attitude you have. So uh, attitude is the third one. So C, courage. H, habits. A, attitude, positive attitude. N, C-H-A-N-G-E, change. Um, that made me think of the Billy Madison movie. Um, spell couch, C-O-R. Some of you guys just finished that sentence. Are we going to the mall later? That's what I'm asking. No, we're not going to the mall. Keep spelling. Okay, I digress. The N is no excuses. No excuses. You have to be committed to change. You have to be committed to your change, which means you have this little bitch-ass voice inside you. We all do. That's going to try to talk you out of the things that you know you need to do if you want to change, which means, again, it's like the war against you and your excuses. We all have them. Nobody's immune. Everybody has an excuse, including me. There are times I'm tempted to make an excuse. I'm full of them. It's just a matter of if I actually accept it as my reality when it's not. An excuse is a legitimate reason you have accepted as reality when really it doesn't have to be your truth. You've just made it your truth. For example, I can't work out because... Um, I've got to get home and make dinner for the kids. Do you? I don't know. You might. But what I do know, if you've heard there's a will, there's a way. The will, your will is like, how strong is it? How much do you want to win? How much do you want to achieve that thing? How much do you want to get that thing done? I'll tell you, when we have like, when we're in a crisis situation, Somehow our will is really strong, right? Let's, let's paint a picture real quick. What I, what I say is if, if we want something bad enough, we find a way to do it. We find a way to get it. We find a way to make it happen. That's how we are. I'll tell you a story. When I was younger, uh, I had this mentor. Her name is Elena and she's amazing. And um, I, I might not be as good of a human as I am today if it weren't for her. I don't know. But uh there was one time we would go snowboarding all the time and she would take me on the weekends because I had school during the week. So like I couldn't go, I was still in high school and, but she was in college. So like she could go whenever if she didn't have class. And there was this one day. And I bet if I told her this story, she would freaking laugh. She would know exactly what I'm talking about. Uh, she had, I think three other roommates at the time they were in a house and, um, I, 
she, she said she was going to go snowboarding, but it was during the week. And I was like, man, I'm at, I want to ask my mom if I can go. And she's like, yeah, you know, I don't want you to like skip school, but like whatever, you know? And then she's like, you know what? I would actually like to go on my own because it's like a space for me to clear my head, da da da, which now I totally understand. But at age like 16 or whatever I was, I don't know, 15 or 16, I did not understand that. I was like, what do you mean? Uh, you totally want to go with me. And I'm going to convince my mom to let me go. It was like during the week, I would have to skip school. It was like the night before. And I was like, mom, ah, like, let me go, whatever. And uh, I, I hadn't convinced my mom yet that night but i kept telling elena like i was going to convince my mom i was gonna so she she could come pick me up but i'll let her know in the morning and she just like wouldn't wasn't responding to me <laughs> oh man i was a pest all right anyways i i remember in the morning i finally convinced my mom to let me go snowboarding during the week so i was gonna miss school so i was like stoked i was like oh my god this is amazing i called elena it's like <laughs> It's like the ass crack of dawn. It's like five something in the morning, four something in the morning, right? Not four, it's probably five something. I don't know. When you're a teenager, it seems way earlier than it is. And I call her, no answer. Damn. I call her again. No answer. Damn. Is she awake yet? Maybe she's getting her snowboard pants on. Maybe she's not by her phone. I call her again. I don't know how many times I called her, but I ended up calling every single one of her roommates. I was so determined. I was so determined. I was like, okay, I'm going to call, uh, I'm going to call Alicia. I'm going to call Suzanne. I'm going to call Christiane. I'm going to call, <laughs> calling all the roommates. It's so early. They're all sleeping. And finally that morning, Elena calls me back. I'm like, ah, yes, she's calling. We're going to go snowboarding. And I'm stoked. And she, she ripped me a new asshole that day and I'll never forget and it was probably one of the best lessons I've ever learned and I don't think I've ever told her maybe I'll share this video with her so that she can watch this video hi Elena anyways um but what happened that day was she's like look you can't like I told you one thing you need to respect that um and she had the courage which created change in me she had the courage to say, this is not right. You've called all my roommates. You woke all of them up. Everybody's worried about you because you called all of us. And I told you I'm going to go by myself. And she went by herself. And it's awesome. But the point of this story is we will do whatever it takes to get what we want when we want it bad enough. The difference between kids and adults is that kids have, adults have become reasonable. And when you want something bad enough, you are absolutely unreasonable about it. And that is a beautiful thing when it does not negatively impact other people against their will. <laughs> So when you're at a restaurant with your friend and you're like, no, I'm not going to get dessert, you're not negatively impacting them against their will. If you're negatively impacting them, it's because they have their own issues and that's a them thing. That's not a you thing. And most of the time, somebody will hate on you or make fun of you or tease you for, for not having to dessert because you want to lose weight because they are trying to justify why they don't have the courage to do what you're doing or why they don't have, they haven't a, a, a adopted the willpower to do what you're doing and they feel bad about themselves. So the easiest way 
in that moment for them to feel better about themselves is to get you to do the behavior that they are doing so they can feel like they are not alone in it. Okay? Usually, there's always exceptions. Um, but no excuses for change. Uh, C, courage. H, habits. A, attitude. N, no excuses. C-H-A-N-G, gratitude, baby. This kind of goes with attitude, but it's more specific. Like when you are grateful, I'll tell you, I will tell you this. Oh my gosh. Okay. So Sarit and I are, are, are scaling our team right now. We're, we're trying to add more people to the team at the time of recording this. And <clears throat> something I really noticed, the people I connect with a lot more in those interviews are the people who are just grateful, grateful for the opportunity grateful for our time, grateful to, um, you know, just be in our community or learn from us. Just when you genuinely, genuinely are grateful, you, you attract people with a more positive attitude, typically other people who understand the power of gratitude. Every morning, um, when I wake up, I, you know, when I'm stretching, I find myself saying things that I'm grateful for very first thing in the morning. Um, you know, I'm great. My man Pitbull every day above ground is a great day. Remember that. Dale. Dale. And, uh, so every, every morning while I'm stretching, you know, I'm, I'm grateful to be alive. I'm grateful that you know, Sarit and I have great communication with one another. I'm grateful even when we disagree. It's never an argument, it's just a discussion, a conversation. Let's find common ground. Um, I'm grateful that, um, you know, I'm grateful for snuggling with the pups. I'm grateful for all of my senses, all six of them. I'm grateful uh, for uh, technology allowing me to reach you right now. I'm grateful for clean food and water. I'm grateful for whatever freedom I freaking have right now. Um, and you know, it's, and then, and then I literally write it down. If you want one of these cool Aaron and Sarit planners, we're actually about to change them. So depending on when you listen to this, it's gonna be the old one or the new one, but it's still gonna have gratitude in it. There's a gratitude spot in it because it's so crucial when you're grateful. Let's read the definition of gratitude also. When you're grateful genuinely for like the thing, I didn't read the definition of excuse. I'll get to it in a minute. When you're grateful, you just feel this uh, weight come off your shoulders, this sense of peace, internal peace. And um, the, the definition of gratitude, the quality of being thankful, readiness to show appreciation for and to return kindness paying it forward. Um, Sarit and I just talked about paying it forward yesterday. Um, and you know, growing a business and really trying to positively impact millions of lives like Sarit and I are working on people like you need people to give you a chance. You need, you got to ask for people's trust when they don't know you. You've got to, um, you know, uh, people who are playing a bigger game than you, like those connections are very important because it just helps you get your message out to more people. So, you know, there are some people who are playing a pretty big game who've really made a positive impact on 
a lot of people's lives, um, you know, very well-known people that we've been able to connect with recently. And we're extremely grateful for those connections because, you know, one person then leads to another person, then leads to another person, leads to another person. You end up being on different people's podcasts and YouTube channels. And man, your message really gets to spread so much faster. And we're grateful for those opportunities. And when we can see other, you know, when someone wants, like when they are on fire and determined and committed to getting what they want, but when they get with, when they're trying to get what they want in a way that is helpful for other people, you want to help them. And you know that somebody else gave you a chance at a certain point in time. There's people giving us a chance right now who are playing a lot bigger game than we are, but they're like, let me bring you on my podcast. Let me trust you're going to have value to add to my community and I'll share your message. They're giving us a chance and we want to be able to pay that forward. So this part of the definition of gratitude, appreciation for and return and to return kindness. When someone buys your Starbucks coffee for you, who's in front of you in the line, you pull up to the window and it's like, hey, the person in front of you bought your coffee. What, do you, what is your first initial reaction? <laughs> if you're a good person. <laughs> it, it doesn't make you a bad person if you don't pay for the next person's coffee. But, you know, a, I, I would say the majority of people's next initial reaction is called the law of reciprocity. You want to pay it forward. You want to return the kindness to somebody else that was given to you by somebody else. You know, uh, when somebody does good, something good for you, you want to do something good back for them. So gratitude, like, man, it goes so far and it's so crucial for change. Okay. Um, let's backtrack a half a second because I did not read the definition for an excuse, which is an attempt to lessen the blame attached to your life is your fault. I'm going to say that again. Your life is your fault. If you love your life right now, dude, you did that. That's awesome. But if you don't love your life right now, you also did that. The beauty of it is you're in charge of changing it. Like you have the power to change it. You have the ability to make it different. So cool. So cool. But it is a double-edged sword. Like everything. Two sides to every coin. Except for the slammer. Who played Pogs? I remember Pogs. Bang! I wanted the heaviest uh, um, Chinese Chinese throwing star looking slammers that existed. I wanted them. Ah! But some of them only had a sticker on one side and then it was just silver on the other end. There's nothing there. But there are still two sides. Anyways. Uh, what was I saying? Oh yes, you can change. Um, but an excuse is the attempt to lessen the blame attached to. You are the one, you are the one to blame. That is what is attached to where your current life is. And so, I don't wanna spend too much time on excuses because I already did, but when you are justifying something un i want to say unrightfully but it's your choice so whatever when you're justifying something and you know in your heart you're like i'm making an excuse you're attempting to lessen your responsibility for achieving what you said you were going to achieve 
When you say you're going to do something, that becomes your responsibility. But how good are we at letting ourselves down? Because we have an excuse to make. Because we want to lessen our responsibility. And put the blame somewhere else. I can't because, aka, I'm going to blame this thing. And I'm not going to take responsibility. What happens when you don't take responsibility is you are unable to respond. Response ability. As soon as you take responsibility, whatever it is, even if you think something's legitimately not your fault, you got rear-ended, boom, not my fault. Well, what if you were in the other lane, motherfucker? What if you were, what if you got in the right lane? Like, of course you didn't know what was going to happen, but if you were in the right lane, it wouldn't happen. Your fault. You were in the wrong lane. You were in the lane in front of the person who's going to be texting and driving like I used to do until Sarit got really mad at me. She's like, can't do that anymore. Fine. Broke the habit. Uh, anyways, <laughs> what was I saying? Oh, yeah. You could have been in another lane. Now, that is very extreme. Uh, Jocko Willink has a book called Extreme Ownership. I think it goes even further than what I just said. But um, do, not, do not lessen or pass the blame to something else. Take responsibility for it. Okay. E. C-H-A-N-G-E-C. Courage. H. Say it with me. When I say H, you say habit. When I say A, you say attitude. All right, we're going to stop that song. A, attitude. Uh, N, no excuses. G, gratitude. E, energy. It is going to require energy. Definition of energy. The strength and vitality required to sustain physical or mental activity. I love that so much. Physical or mental activity in the game of weight loss, in the game of body transformation, you need both. You need, you need, what is it? The strength and vitality required. The strength and vitality required mentally and physically to sustain the activity mentally or physically. That is a cool definition. These are the first time I'm reading these. Probably not the first time, but I don't memorize definitions, which would be cool if I did. At any rate, the strength and vitality required to sustain physical or mental activity. How much physical activity does it take to get in shape? How much mental, I would almost say it takes more mental activity to get in shape than it does physical activity. Because you could go for a walk and you could go for a walk every single day and you could get in better shape than you're in now. Unless you're like already a freaking rock star and like muscular and lean and healthy and you eat salads every day and you never forget your veggies. You never eat processed foods. Like you could literally, let's say, okay, so the average average person in our community probably weighs about 210 uh, when they first come in, okay? When they first come in, probably between 210 and 230. It's probably like the average weight. And... You could literally go for a walk every day. It would not require a lot of physical energy. What did it say? The strength and vitality, the physical strength and vitality that would be required would not be super great. However, the mental, the mental strength and vitality, it's it's up there because 
Every time you don't feel like doing a workout and you have to make yourself do it anyways. Mental. Every time you want to eat some kind of like unnecessary sugary dessert before bed just because. Mental. Whenever you go to a movie theater and you want to order a big ass thing of popcorn because it's freaking delicious. And you can shovel handfuls of it into your mouth at a time. And you don't. It's mental. When your friend's who probably aren't friends if they're putting you down, put you down for becoming quote-unquote obsessed with working out and eating well. That's mental. When you wake up in the morning and you feel tired, but you know you got a meal prep that day anyways, and it's going to have to happen after work because that's the time that you gave yourself, that's mental. There's so much of this is a mental game that the energy that it takes from you to change this is probably the biggest component because energy comes in a lot of forms there's potential energy and then there's used energy potential is an an uh, unused what's the definition of potential actually T-I-A-L, potential. Having or showing the capacity to become or develop into something in the future. Okay, so you have the capacity to become, but you're not becoming. Everybody has potential. And everybody has more potential. We always can become better. We always can do better. Always. There's always a next level. Like Elon Musk is like, let me put life on Mars. <laughs> like there's always something greater that we could do, that we could accomplish, that we could be, that we could give, how we could serve, how we can think. There's always a greater potential. It's, it's, it always will exist. Potential will always exist, but it's unused. Um, there is the capacity to become or develop into something in the future. So take your potential energy and put it to work for yourself. Uh, that's what I have to say about change. C-H-A-N-G-E. We're all wanting to change. We're all wanting to be better. We always want to improve. We always want to beat ourselves. You know, if you are... <laughs> If you're a CrossFitter, you always want to beat uh, your Fran time. If you're, you know, a marathon runner, you always want to like get a faster time. You want to in increase your pace. Like, um, you know, whatever it is, if, if, if you have been at work at the same company, like chances are you, you're like, you, you're always wanting to move. You're wanting to do something better. You want to move up. You want to learn something new. Uh, we get stimulated with newness. And this newness is a form of change. So uh, I hope you liked today's episode. It absolutely was not shorter than what uh, an episode that Sarit and I would do together. But I really hope you enjoyed it. Which one of the letters in the acronym change was the most helpful to you? Um, hit me in the comments um, on the YouTube video. I would love to know. And not just the word itself, but why did it stick out to you? And how is it going to positively impact your ability to change and evolve for the better for yourself? If you like this video, 
please just do me a favor, hit that uh, little like, the little thumbs up button. And if you thought of somebody while you were listening to this, or you want to share it with your friends, because you're like, man, my friends really always talk about wanting to lose weight, but then they're always the ones that make fun of me for skipping dessert when we go out. They need to hear this. Share it with them. Let me be the bad guy. (laughs) Uh, Anyways, um, I wish that you are blessed, that you go and you make positive change for yourself because when you do that, the people around you see that and you become inspiring to them, even your friends that make fun of you for not getting the brownie, the the, the brookie, the pazuki at BJ's Bar and Grill. It's a big-ass cookie with ice cream on it. Even they will be inspired by you. When you have the courage... When you change your habits, when you have a good attitude, when you refuse to make excuses, when you're grateful, and when you put that energy to work for yourself. I'm Aaron. I'm out. Thank you for listening to Espresso with Aaron and Sari. On your way out, be sure to check out our website, erinandsari.com, to keep up to date with what we have going on and maybe grab some free stuff. And if you feel so inclined, hop on over to leave us a five-star review, wink, wink. And remember, life is more fun when you subscribe to Aaron and Sarit.